This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I'd been in excruciating pain and nausea for several hours in the hospital emergency room. As a result of a bowel obstruction caused by adhesions strangling the small intestine, following several tests, the surgeon scheduled immediate emergency surgery. I was in the operating room within an hour. My soul left my body and floated above the operating table during my surgery. I could see doctors and nurses examining me. This lasted what seemed like only a minute or two. I was suddenly surrounded by lovely rainbow-colored light. I started to feel like I was moving very quickly through this light. Then I discovered myself in heaven. I recognized heaven because I'd seen several there in a previous NDE. Only this time, I was standing next to the magnificent city's golden wall. The wall was extremely tall, solid, and made of pure gold. I felt an outpouring of pure love and peace that filled every pore in my body. There was a state of pure bliss. As I stood there, only feet from the city's entrance, I was overcome with awe. Just beyond the city walls, I could hear what sounded like a celebration or party. The air was crisp and sweet pure and clean. It was fragrant with wild flowers which danced on the warm silken breeze that touched my skin. The colors were vibrant and rich. The sky was a deep blue that reminded me of a beautiful spring day. The sky was illuminated by a beautiful light. The light shone as brightly as the sun. Despite the fact that there was no sun in the sky, the light illuminated everything, emitting a beautiful golden glow. I knew the light was coming from God's heart. I saw a magnificent lush green meadow filled with wild flowers of every color as I stood next to the golden wall. The wild flowers were vibrantly colored in pinks, purples, yellows, reds, violets, and blues. They were scattered across the field in front of me, stretching from the garden where I'd been in my previous near-death experience. This was towards the city where I was now standing. I noticed an old fieldstone wall halfway between the garden and the golden city, with pink roses growing up and over it. A tiny brown and white beagle puppy wiggled at my feet as I stood next to the magnificent golden wall, demanding my attention. He barked and wiggled all over with delight as I leaned down to pet him, allowing me to rub his soft little puppy belly. As I continued to rub his tummy and play with him, I noticed hundreds of people pouring out of the lovely garden and beginning to walk through the tall grass and wild flowers of the meadow. Every person I saw was accompanied by an angel. The angels were taller and more illuminated than the people, dressed in light blue and white robes. The people walking with their angels were laughing and conversing happily. I could clearly hear everyone's conversations from where I was standing, People from all walks of life were present, including men, women, and children of all races and ages. Two men walked into my view as people passed me and began to enter the city. I recognized the younger of the two from photographs I'd seen. These photographs belonged to his mother, a friend of mine. He had passed away a few years before. This younger man was with an older gentleman I recognized as his father. 
I smiled at the two men as they passed by and said, I know you. They both smiled at me and continued walking towards the magnificent city's entrance. I have no idea how long this procession lasted because time seemed to stop. Divine love seemed to fill every pore in my body as I stood there. I was told that I had to return, that it wasn't my time yet, and that I had to inform this man's wife that he and his son were together and that he was fine. I awoke, still hooked up to several machines, with the nurse standing next to my bedside. I received a message from another friend later that day when I was well enough to be taken to my room. She informed me that the woman whose son had died some time ago had lost her husband on the same day I was in surgery. I wasn't surprised because those were the two men I'd seen that day while standing at the Golden Wall. I was skeptical of the puppy until I told my daughter about my experience. She started telling me about how they had to call the cops on a neighbor who lived down the street from them because this neighbor had been seen beating a beagle puppy to death. When she told me this, I was completely taken aback. So, if there was ever any doubt about whether our pets go to heaven, I'm glad to say they do. When I told my friend that her son and husband were together, she was overjoyed and it helped her grieve. Story number two. I noticed I had intense pain in my abdomen about 30 minutes after the birth of my second child. I was bleeding more than I thought I should be and I was also dizzy. I reminded myself not to panic. I took slow, deep breaths in and out, convinced that I was getting worked up which was causing my dizziness. My midwife advised me to try to relieve the pain by going to the toilet. She and my husband assisted me in walking over there while I clutched my newborn. Standing made me feel worse, so I told myself I'd feel better once I sat down. No, I didn't. I was in pain because I couldn't urinate. When the midwife took my blood pressure, I noticed that my systolic blood pressure was around 74, which is quite low. My symptoms were real to me at that point. She injected oxytocin into my left thigh right away. I wasn't feeling it. My legs were numb. I was losing vision. My hearing was deteriorating and my husband was telling me to breathe. Apparently, I was breathing like I had a straw for an airway. Soon after, I was drawn deep within myself and began ascending, as if riding an elevator. Oh no, here we go, I thought, just like I knew where I was going. The elevator came to a halt and I approached a window. Three figures were positioned around a table through the window. I recognized them as my mother's mother, my mother's father, and God as the figures became clearer. I put God in quotes because I didn't believe in God at the time. I believe God is the energy of love, so I'm still perplexed that I saw God in this way. My grandmother died when I was 8 years old, and she looked exactly like I remembered her. My grandfather died many years before I was born, but I knew it had to be him. I noticed they were holding a meeting. Hmm, God is only a little bigger than my grandfather, I thought. I'm not sure what the point of this thought was. My grandmother was sitting calmly, her presence exuding a sense that everything was fine. My grandfather stood up and became a little more agitated. Something was important to him and he seemed to be advising God. God was calm and smiling. They didn't acknowledge me and I'm not sure what they were discussing. I don't remember what happened next very clearly. 
I know I can't remember everything that happened. It's almost as if my human mind couldn't process it. I do recall having a sense of understanding for myself and others. And I remember thinking to myself, Okay, I'll do that. This was some kind of decision. I'm not sure if it was related to changing my life path or returning to my body. As soon as the decision was made, I returned to my body and my consciousness was back in the birthing unit room. I was never clinically dead. I was just very sick. My midwife said my blood pressure was 60 over 30 at one point, which I believe was the most likely time for my experience, but I'm not certain. I was very aware of what was going on in the room for the rest of the ordeal. My midwife reported that I appeared to be coming in and out of consciousness, but I never felt this way. I felt I was conscious the entire time, just sometimes seeing the room and other times deep within myself. I was stunned when she told me about it days later. I was conscious the entire time, I told her. No, you weren't, she said, shaking her head. In that moment, I realized I was conscious to myself, but not to her. She was looking at a lifeless body. I also realized that seeing my grandparents was a time when I had crossed planes or whatever you want to call it. Up until that point, I hadn't given it a second thought because it felt so natural. During that conversation with my midwife, my entire perception of consciousness shifted. I suddenly felt a strong desire to learn more. What exactly is consciousness? What had I gone through? Was it similar to other people's experiences? What had happened to me? Where could I have ended up? What caused this to happen? And what did it mean? This became a bit of an obsession for me, and I know I grew even further apart from my husband as a result. When I wasn't watching the kids, I was researching on my phone or computer, ignoring him. A lot has happened since then, and not all of my questions have been answered, but I'm more accepting of not knowing everything. I wrote about my journey since the experience yesterday. One day, as I sat alone in the house, the world outside remained motionless. I realized that it wasn't the darkness that I was afraid of. The lightness of joy frightened me. I had no idea it existed. I'd never believed it. But there it was, jolting me awake. I was terrified of the unknown once more. The darkness had provided a soothing warmth, shielding the outdoor air. Lightness was new and clean de-establishing and shaking my foundation, a vast expanse with no boundaries or borders. Panic had set in when I couldn't figure out where to put my feet. They gently pushed me forward, asking me not to return to my safe haven, whispering encouragement into the breeze that blew me forward. I moved forward, spreading outwards and upwards, breathing deeply while accepting the uncertainty. I didn't know what the light looked like, but I had a feeling it wasn't going to take me back. I was too big. I couldn't fit. They expect distinct shapes, sharp lines, and differentiation from one another down there. I had transformed into a light, floaty, borderless entity. Where would I fit now? My lines had vanished, and I had no desire to seek them out. My time was valuable, and there was work to be done in the light. The darkness was getting further and further away as the light gravity force pulled me. The pain of the past washed over me as I traveled, sometimes receding and then returning to wash over me again, but it never stayed. Sure, there were a few stragglers, but it didn't drown me. I knew I had to accept them in order to keep moving forward. 
I was never going to let go of it all. So while I'm in the light, I accept my work, whatever it is, with no judgment or expectations, knowing that one day I'll understand it all. There are times in life when you can see how all of your experiences have added up to where you are now, even if you couldn't see it at the time. So I take what comes my way, knowing that I'll do the math later 